With week two of the college football season in the books, we take a look at the big performers for the 2024 NFL Draft. What are the draft scenarios that best fit them? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos you can find. And follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Football Podcast. Guys, happy Monday, and thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Uh, thank y'all for being the family, but always, man, thank y'all for being our everydayers, and I got to kick it over to my brother, my partner in crime, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, and 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know how this go, right? You know why myself, Damian Parsons, we're here, right? We're here to bring you that championship-level contest around the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. And guess what? We're bringing it to you on this Monday morning, man. We have a hell of a slate, man. We're talking draft scenarios, right? We we got some college players that perform pretty well, right? And we just brought up this segment like draft scenarios, not a mock draft Monday, but draft scenarios, what teams need to be putting themselves in pole position to get these guys, right? Should they trade up to go get them? Or if they're just in that spot, make sure you grab them up. Then we're going to go out, write a classic, right? Stock up, stock down. What, what players, their stock is all the way up. What players, their stock is kind of trending down. And then we're going to hand out our game balls, for those performers, right? We're in the locker room passing out the game balls for the top dogs, those guys that perform well. But, DP, before we get that kicked off, man, we have a title sponsor, so let's give our sponsor a shout-out. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft has been brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Draft scenarios, ideal fits. Keith, this segment, we talked about it. Those big-time playmakers, man, from, from this past weekend, Keith, who do you want to kick off with from from week two, right? Week two, who who really shined for you and what draft scenario or ideal fit do you have for that player? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go with Keon Coleman and the New York Giants, right? I'm sitting there looking at Keon Coleman listed at 6'4", 215 pounds, right? We know what he did in week one, DP. He went against my LSU Tigers, but he's a Louisiana guy. So, you know, I'm, I'm you know, still a Louisiana, so I'm with that. Um, he went nine receptions for 122 yards and three touchdowns. Then he followed it up this past week. Wasn't a big game, right? They blew out Southern Miss, he, you know, three receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown. But it was his play where he hurtled over a guy, right? He was like, this guy's not only big, right, fast, physical, but he's also an ex- explosive. So I look at DP real quick. I look at the New York Giants roster, right? And, you know, they, they tried to upgrade, right? They, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, um, you know, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Wyatt, Wandell Robinson. The problem is this. 
all of those guys appear to be sub six foot, right? Like they're right around that six foot threshold. Def, they're definitely under 200 pounds. So they need a big body wide receiver. They went and got Darren Waller, DP. But I'm like, you need a big body guy. And I, 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 I view this and Giants fans don't kill me for this. I don't know if y'all going to be picking in the 20s, right? Because I, I don't know if y'all be making the playoffs this year, which is it's OK, right? It's OK. But if you're picking in the mid-range, the, the 15s or something like that, the 17s, guess what? I believe Keon Coleman could be right there for you to grab him. So draft radar, I think the New York Giants, after seeing what Keon Coleman did back-to-back -back weeks, you should be circling this guy. This guy should definitely be on the radar for the New York Giants. Keith, I really like I, – I I actually love that, that draft there we scenario. Go, there we go. We're giving I, love, I love in the, in the hell on this Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that draft scenario, mainly because when you think about – you, you know our slogan, build your, your, your wide receiver core like a basketball team. You Like you talked about, Darren Waller, right? You drafted Jalen Hyatt to be your three-point shooter, to be your long ball specialist, right? Now you, you bring in the Keon Coleman, who is kind of a combo. He's a small forward, power yeah. forward that can get you buckets at all levels, right? He can shoot the three and be as a, a deep threat. He can work the intermediate and slash, right? But he also can work the short game and be in the paint. You know, if you want to put them like that as well, I, I like that fit because even with Wandale, like you, you can have yourself four type of options where Darren Wallace playing, I don't know, X or Z. Keon Coleman can play. He can play all three, actually, because we saw that mm -hmm. last week. He played X, he went to Z, and then he went into the slot. And, of course, Wandale playing in the slot as well as Jalen Hyatt. That give – listen, at the end of the day, we were, were we critical of paying Daniel Jones? Yes. But the best way to get the best the way to get the best bang for your yeah. buck is get them weapons. Yeah, so it's you like, hey, already. So you, you already paid. With it and you got to figure it out. You have to figure you it out. Got to figure it out. And and I think a guy like Keon Coleman could definitely, uh, you know, help that scenario out. And that's why I say draft radar. New York Giants put them on your draft radar. DP, I'm about to pass the rock to you, man. Who 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 is on your draft radar? What draft scenario did you have? Um, did you think about over this uh, past college football weekend? Keith, I gotta go to my to, to our guy. Hey, listen. First of all, Texas is back, baby. Texas uh -oh. is back, Keith. Uh -oh. You know what uh -oh. I'm saying? Texas is back. All right, <laughs> 24 of 38, 349 passing yards, three touchdowns by Quinn Ewers. And the draft scenario: the Las Vegas Raiders putting uh, Quinn Ewers yes. in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels where he can work the quick, the intermediate game, but he showed the touch timing and anticipation to lob, to, to yeah. really attack all three levels, especially a couple of his deep throws were just phenomenal last night, just getting that ball out of his hands on time, in the rhythm, but putting enough air on it, enough touch, putting out there, oh, he threw a couple of rainbows, it was up there touching the clouds, and it just dropped right in the bread basket to his wide receivers, Keith. Yeah, I think he had one to, um, he had, he had one to Adonai Mitchell, they had another to Xavier Worthy, uh, same kind of almost same variation in terms of deep throws. And he, he just looked so good out there last night. And just imagining him in that black and silver walking out there with what Devontae Adams, you know, Josh Jacobs, Zamir White in the backfield, Michael Mayer at tight end. He knows how to work the tight end game as well. Uh, Hunter Renfo as, as his slot receiver, Jacoby uh, Meyer, like, Man, this young man played. He played well, Keith. He played good football. And like I said, Texas is back, Keith. Texas yeah. is back. Look, DP, I'm so glad that he had that performance, right? And I hope that with the fans were able to 
pull from this. And we talked about this when we went through our scouting notebook over the summer, right? And I, I talked about Quinn Ewers as the quarterback. I said, listen, the ball does not come out with a lot of velocity, right? He's not going right. to wow people with the velocity of the arm strength, but he throws a beautiful ball. It's a very, mm -hmm. it's a catchable football, right? Like everything he does, even the throw to Jordan Whittington, right? Like just to like the, the right trajectory. And then he understands how to, like you, you want the ball on the upward trajectory, and then he knows how to make the ball fall too. Like it's weird, yeah. right? It's almost like a pitcher throwing a very natural ball. as a passer. Yeah, he has control of the football and understands, um, you know, just different different dynamics with the football. And so I hope that's what they will pull from. I really like it, and and it's so crazy because when we thought of the scenario, I thought about Quinn Ewers in the Las Vegas Raiders because we talk about it. We are very critical of Josh McDaniels on on this podcast, right? And we like. Some people, we don't want them nowhere around, right? Like some right, quarterbacks right. don't want them nowhere around. But I do believe a guy like Quinn Ewers that he understands the game on the next level, like you talked about, DP, as far as being an anticipatory thrower. So I do feel like he'll fit in with, you know, this Josh McDaniels, former Patriots offense. So if Josh McDaniels is there for another year, this, I, I agree with you. Like draft radar, like he should be higher on their board than maybe some other teams' board. But DP, if you like what you've seen with Aiden O'Connell in the preseason, you're gonna love yeah, putting yeah, Quinn Ewers in this starting lineup. I, That's just I a agree, fact. One hundred percent, man. Because the, the 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 IQ is off the charts. But real quick, I know you have one other guy that you want to mention, man. Uh, I won't let you get get into that guy. Wide receiver one, Marvin Harrison Jr. Last week, for whatever reason, Kyle McCord couldn't get him or Mecca Abuka the football. This week, I get it was Youngstown State, but what you wanted to, you couldn't, what you didn't want to see, Keith, if you didn't want to see two receptions for eight yards versus Youngstown, Youngstown State, even uh -huh. though it's not Marvin Harris's fault, but to watch him go out there and just be utterly dominant, seven receptions, 160 receiving yards, two touchdowns on the day. You saw speed, you saw route running, you saw ball skills, you saw, the, the, he had a, one of his uh, touchdowns, I think it was a second one, where, uh, the ball was kind of thrown behind him and he's already in the end zone. And he makes a almost a full turn to adjust to the football and makes a play on it, man. And it's just, th this kid is, there's, there's no, there's no discussion guys. There's no other wide receiver one. And we talk about draft scenarios, the Indianapolis Colts give my guy, Anthony Richardson, who I can admit in one of my, you know, my, my summer mock draft, I didn't give him. Marvin Harrison Jr. I would never make that mistake again. If they're picking that high, uh, he's going home where his dad played. I'm just telling y'all right now. But Marvin Harrison Jr. being the number one wide receiver, just like his dad, filling those those shoes and, and, and following his footsteps to the Indianapolis Colts, AR, Marvin Harrison Jr., oh, man, give it to me. I, I need it. Yeah, I, I like it too, DP. I like it. I think it needs to happen. Like we said, man, it's just one of those scripts that the NFL, I don't care. They say the NFL is scripted. Script that together, right? Put that together for me. Put it me. together. I don't um, care. Yeah, yeah. Put it together. I'm all for it. I'm here for it, man. But DP, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep this thing flowing. Coming up next, man, we have stock up, stock down, right? Which guys performed well and they elevated their draft stock. And then which guys we said we're kind of on a slow decline. We're backing off just a little bit. So coming up next, we're getting into stock up, stock down. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team 
faster and for free. Guys, all you have to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then add the uh, purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. All right. I'm telling you right now, it's just that easy. You have simple tools at your disposal, like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The stock market is open, Keith. Let's talk about how you know, we want to do stock up. For good news and bad news. Well, let's let's start with the – I want to start with the bad so we can get the bad out the way. All right, Keith, let's get it out the way then. What's up? My this guy. you. I'm gonna let you rock this. This is this. I want you to have this conversation with the people. I can admit when I'm, you know, when things aren't right, Keith. My guy Jeff Sims, stock down, man. I, I listen. I, he he was my uh, call my shot pick. You know, one of them. I had a couple, but he was one of my call my shot pick. Jeff Sims, quarterback from Nebraska, man. You know, physically talented, has all the tools in the world, man. And you see flashes of. His, his his ability, right? You see the arm talent. You see him be able to drive throws and rip them into tight windows, stuff like that. And then you see his his athletic, electric athletic ability, right? The power run game, the the you know running on the edges and gashing defenses for long runs. You see those flashes. Then you see interceptions, like last week versus Minnesota. I think he had three turnovers. I think it was what two, three or four. Uh, you know, multiple interceptions. I think he fumbled in that game as well. I think it was strip sack. Then this week. Fumbled what two snaps? They, you know, they tried to like Joel Clatt, who I, I got a lot of love for. He tried to blame him for the handoff to the running back. As a former running back, that's on the running back. Like I watched the replay, the the pocket, the, you know, what I mean, the, the pocket you're supposed to put the ball into was very narrow. You got to open that thing up. That you, that's 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 like RB, you know, running back day one, one on one, open up the pocket. But other than that, man, he had fumbles. He threw a bad interception where he comes back to the play to the to the receiver late cross field. Tried, you know, he he basically like stares down the read, man. He's turning the ball over at a rate that he just can't. And and I, I want to see uh Matt Rule keep him in and see if he can work through it. Cause this isn't a, a team that's gonna win the Big Ten. You know what I mean? But at the same time, his stock NFL draft stock is down, Keith. It, it's it's absolutely down, and, and I hate it because that's my, that's a guy that I really believe in, and I really like the talent. But you got to play better than this. Yeah, no, nah, I listen. I appreciate that, and and I, I have to watch and dive into the film to see everything you know that that was right and wrong, right? What goes both ways, and he's the only thing, honestly, that's saving people from going completely off on Matt Rule, right? Like he's helping right. share that responsibility uh, with Matt Rule. But DP, let's turn this thing up, man. Let's let, let's get back going. You know, we got that out the way. Let's have some fun. Let's be excited this Monday morning. DP, my guy, Jatavian Sanders. That's why we do the scout notebook in the summer. I We talked about I said, this guy is the real deal. You put me on game. And he put us on a show. Came Saturday night right against those Alabama defenders, right? I mean, what, what was it? Was it five receptions for 140 yards, I believe? And you, you, 114. And, and he, yeah, 114. I'm sorry. And what you're seeing was 
They athleticism. These guys are really good athlete, right? The ability to run after the catch, the, the short area explosiveness from the tight end position. Listed at 6'3, 6'4, 240 pounds. He's a he's a game changer. He can align in multiple different situations. So I'm saying stock up, but stock up in this is in fact though. This is about where I thought he had him. And also, let's go ahead and elevate this. I don't know if you'll overcome Brock Bowers DPS tight end one, but there's a strong chance you may get two tight ends in the first round. And Jatavian Sanders could be that tight end. So that Jatavian Sanders, I want to shout him out with DP. Texas is my school, right? But you have a school that you went back-to-back years, right? And it's the it's something about go blue or something like that. The Wolverine, yeah, right? Like that. And they have a quarterback, DP. Michigan, they have a quarterback. And you want to talk about stock up. So I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about your guy, J.J. McCoy. Keith, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something unheard of here. I'm going to combine last segment and this segment. Stock okay. up draft scenario, J.J. McCarthy to the San Francisco 49ers, Keith. Oh, I'm telling you, you right you now. This morning, DP. You listen, we we, we starting the week off right, Keith, with positivity, man. Listen, J.J. McCarthy has played really good football in, in, in the two weeks. And I know some people are like, well, but DP, like, you know, what – the, the the level of competition. I, I, okay, I hear you. All right, but what I wanted to see was this young man come out in two weeks, right? ECU, UNLV. He is completing eighty seven percent completion of his eighty seven percent of his passes. He's thrown for uh, five hundred and fifty eight yards, five touchdowns. He hasn't been sacked yet, right? He's also carried the ball well because we know he's athletic. He's still at six three, two hundred and two pounds, and the efficiency that he's shown in these two games, right? Yeah, his numbers aren't like because you would think playing so you know subpar or lesser than competition. He might have padded his stats, right? Kid, he should have like a thousand yards passing between these two games, but that's not what we saw. We saw him give the big play, but we also saw him efficiently operate this offense. And what who loves a quarterback that will efficiently operate the offense more? Nobody more than Kyle Shanahan. All right. And I'm not buying into the Brock Purdy hype. You know, every time I listen to analysts talk about him, it's like, man. Well, he doesn't have everything on his shoulders because he's got this, you know, in his favor. He's got that. He's got the running game, the offensive line, the defense. Okay, so you're telling me he's not the guy. Okay, that's what you're telling me. He's not a franchise guy. He's a he's not even the hitch. He's the wagon. The rest of the teams carry them along. So you get JJ McCarthy in this offense with the run game, with the the, the horizontal passing. But J.J. McCarthy brings, a, a, to me, a bigger arm than Brock where you can get the vertical one-on-one shots. Give me J.J. McCarthy at, you know, uh, being the next quarterback of the future for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, there we go, the combo. We got the combo out the way. DP, I'm going to throw it right back to you, right, because now we have is a wide receiver from your neck of the woods that you, that you surveyed, and we talked about stock up. So why don't you go ahead and introduce that guy to the people, to the family? Listen. Guys, I know we talked about what Antoine Juice Wells being the wide receiver one for the Gamecocks. Yeah, I think that title might be gone now. I think that's Xavier Leggett, big boy, you know, six six three, almost 230. Listen to these numbers, guys. 15 receptions, 296 yards, almost 20 yards per catch, and a touchdown through two weeks as a guy that was not expected to be the big-time receiver in this offense. Spencer Rattler has developed a rapport and a connection with this young man. You know, anytime you see those big-body receivers with quarterbacks 
what do they and Keith, you saw him, right? Like you you've had those the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow connection, right? Mm -hmm. TMJ at times. Even yep. with Justin Jefferson, he wasn't the biggest guy. But when you trust a guy that can make plays on on turf, right? Just as a route runner and stuff like that, but also make plays in the air. You just hey man, my guy's down there somewhere. And Spencer Rattler has thrown those type of throws one-on-one, -on -one, trusting Leggett to go out there and make those plays. And I truly believe by the time we get to season's end, if he keeps this type of pace up, that this is going to be a guy that we're going to hear drafted in the middle rounds of the other draft, day two. Because the name I think about, Keith, and it's funny enough, there's two names. I think about kind of the, the T. Higgins, you know, being able to ball skills, go up and get it, just climb the ladder over guys. But Keith, I also think about He's wearing he's wearing the number number seventeen. Alshon Jeffrey, man, big mm. physical ball skills, too, right? and he South, exactly, yeah. exactly, man. So it's like you know, you remember those those prime years? I think when he was in Chicago, him yeah. and um Brandon Marshall, like just cooking, man. So I, I really I I really appreciate everything I've seen from Xavier Leggett, and I think he's going to like like I said, if he continues this up. Stock is up right now. He continues just through the end of the season. We will be talking about him as a second, third round pick. I guarantee it. DP, Both. I have not put my eyes on him, but I, I trust your evaluation. So I'm definitely going to check this guy out. If you're talking about a, a, a third round wide receiver, big body guy, man, that's just another wide receiver name to throw in. John Domingo went what, round two. The Panthers yeah, moved up Domingo in round two to get Mingo. I would yeah. say straight up, Keith, from what I've seen from him, ball skills wise, physicality, I think he might be better than Mingo. So okay. it's like if Mingo can go second round, I think this young man can as well. And DP, this is this is going to be fun this wide receiver class because we know some names, but I I do think it's going to be names like Xavier Leggett that's going to get introduced to this, that's going to kind of flip this thing on his head, right? We don't know the sequential order yet. It's not like the quarterbacks or the offensive tackles, right? We don't know the sequential order or feel really good about it yet. We just know a group of names. So I do think it, it can be potentially right how Keon Coleman has blasted on the scene. I could see a Xavier Leggett blasting onto the scene also and being a name that we were not expecting, uh, but, you know, goes fairly high in the NFL draft. DP, that wraps up the stock up, stock down. Now we get to, you know, we get to play coach, right? We get to play coach and we get to hand out the game polls for the Saturday performance, right? Who performed? Who balled out? Who did their thing? So coming up next, Myself, DP, we're going to hand out these game balls to the top performers from Saturday. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, new customers can get can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. That's new customers can bet $5 to get $200 in bonus bets back guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That is a deal. That is a, a combination that you should love if you're a football and sports fan, okay? Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads, the player props, money line, and so much more. So all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you will not want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Keith, you know what time it is. It's time to give out the game ball to the biggest and best performances of week two. Who do you have who gets your game ball, man? DP, we talked about him earlier in the show. I'm returning back to the name, the guy 
that walked into Tuscaloosa and walked out of there with a W, quarterback for University of Texas, Quinn Ewers, DP. That's exactly where I'm going, right? We talked about the talent that he is, right? What does he offer? Now, let's talk about the intangibles, right? Because we, we, we talked about the physical stuff. Let's talk about the intangibles. To walk into Tuscaloosa, right? Alabama ranked the number three team, right? And, you know, it's the SEC, the SEC versus the Big 12. You're going to the SEC next year. Steve Sarkeesian is your head coach, right? It's prime time. Last year, you got injured, right? Everybody wondered what, what would it be. You showed them what would have happened last year because you played this entire game. And you said, you know what? I would have did this to y'all last year if I played the entire game. So I want to give my game ball to Quinn Ewers because now what you did was this. Texas is back in the top 10. Texas is one of those programs, DP. Like you just said, it's Texas is back, right? Everybody wants Texas to be back. You could be that guy that helps carry Texas to the promised land. College football this year, I believe, there will be a shakeup, right? We talked about Alabama and the question marks, right? So there will be a shakeup as far as who's in that playoffs. You put Texas right in prime position. Now just go finish the job the rest of the year, right? You got over your biggest test, which potentially was University of Alabama in your toughest situation. You walked in there. You did your thing, cool, calm, collective. There weren't too many throws where you say Quinn Ewers missed that throw. You didn't hurt your team. So, man, just to have that composure, that's what I like in a quarterback. I always talk about top-up, DP. I love the arm strength and having velocity conversations and mobility and everything else. But you know what cool Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, you know what my favorite thing was about Joe? He kept the same face no matter what. It was like we just going to war. That's what he cared about the entire time. So I want to challenge everybody. When you're doing your quarterback evaluations, look at the tough moments and just see how, how do they operate, right? We watch all 22 film, DP. But there's nothing wrong with watching the in-game film, right? Watch, like, understand the moment and see how the quarterbacks operate to see if they have their clutch gene. So, Quinn Ewers, you get my game ball for this week. No, I, I like that, Keith. And I think the, the maturation and the, the turn in him, in him was cutting the mullet, right? It was, what's, the mullet, what's the phrase? You know, uh, business in the front, party in the back. Now it's all business. It's low-cut fade. When you, it's just all business. And he went out there and took care of business. You talk about a guy that took care of business, Keith. My game ball goes to, first of all, the U is back. All right. Oh, okay. The U okay. Is okay. Back. He looked in the camp. The U <laughs> is back. All right. So, you know what I'm saying? I told you, man, I picked them, them hurricanes. And it's Tyler Van Dyke, man, versus Texas AM, 21 yes. of 30, yes. 374 yards, five passing touchdowns. Man, listen, we, we talk about that to have those numbers and the throw for 70%, you know, to complete 70% of your passes versus a SEC talented defense. He was in control. Yet, uh, you know, on on Saturday, Keith, he he was in control. The arm talent, the accuracy. He never felt like we talked. You just talked about with Quinn. I never felt like his poise was broken. Like you know, mm -hmm. even when the game was close, I felt like Tyler Van Dyke. He looked like twenty twenty one version of Tyler Van Dyke, the guy that had all the NFL scouts salivating and wondering, like, okay, like the, the you got another one. They got one. They have a quarterback that we should be tapped into. And you talked about when we did the preview show, when we streamed live, and you talked about just kind of those young, unproven receivers he had. And to still go out there against Texas A&M, while wow, they got Evan Stewart and, you know, Anaya Smith, that wide receiver, and the offensive line and defensive lineman and everything else that they had in their favor. And they, all those recruits. And he said, let me, let me show y'all what's up, man. 21 to 30, 374, five touchdowns. And, a guy that, you know, even, what was it, last week, he was 17, uh, 22, 201 yards, a touchdown. He had one pick against Miami over Ohio. This is the type of, uh, of performance, Keith, that I believe can catapult him forward in the head. 
getting ready for the 2024 NFL draft, this quarterback class could be an all-timer. If the, if, the, if the talent continues to pan out and guys say, listen, I'm not waiting till next year, I'm coming out now, this could be an all-time 2024 QB class. So, man, Tyler Van Dyke, Tyler Van Dyke gets my, my game ball a week too. DP, yet another quarterback, right? And we'll, we'll jump in this and we'll leave this for – you know what? I'm going to leave that for Coach K's key thought. I'm going to leave that for Coach okay, K's key okay. thought. That'll be later on this week. week. In, in regard to this quarterback, yes, that segment is coming back this week. But, DP, I agree, man. Tyler Van Dyke, he balled out, man. And I was on the wrong side of it, right? I said, what <laughs> offense is going to sustain itself? It was either going to be Miami or Texas. I picked Texas a and I was wrong. Tyler Van Dyke showed up, man, and I can't wait, DP, and I know you can't wait either, right, to jump into this film, man, jump into this All-22 film, check out these quarterbacks' performances and see what, you know, kind of like like pull the covers back a little bit, right, or, or pull the screen back and kind of see what really happened because there was some high-level performance, man. So I'm so excited. Y'all know myself, Damon Parsons, we'll be on Twitter tweeting at y'all, talking with y'all about these QB performances, about all of these performances, man, these wide receivers, these tight ends. Everybody showed up in week two, man. It was college football in week two. It wasn't necessarily the biggest uh, matchups, right? But there were some really good games out there, man, including North Carolina getting to another shout shootout with Appalachian State. Told you. Y'all better call them the Appalachian State, right? And because they, they earned <laughs> your respect, man. But DP, man, that wraps up another show. I want to give a shout out to our everydayers, man. If you hit a pep and out talk, it's because college football is back, NFL football is back, high school football is back. Football is back, and you know if you want yeah. football, if you want the best football content, man, you tap into the dynamic duo with Locked On NFL Draft because we talk it all. We talk college football. We talk NFL football. We talk the draft prospects, man. Shout out to our everydayers. We are 24-7, 365. 100%. Listen, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available on YouTube. Don't just subscribe to the channel, guys. FTA for the algorithm. Comment, like the, the videos, but also hit the bell notification and tap in and tap in with us there. As always, man, thank y'all for making Lockdown NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. On tomorrow, we're going to get into these week one NFL will be done completely tonight because we got Monday Night Football. So we're going to talk about those big matchups, those prospects that really shine, look at some rookie report stuff. We'll have that for you on tomorrow's show. In terms of Twitter, you know where you can find me, Damian Parson, at DP underscore NFL. Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. Talk to us because we do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.